Blogs are still a new phenomenon in the world of information, but they are a fast-growing species for medical information. What does the creator of one of the industry's first health news blogs have to tell us about this new venue for information? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM Channel 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Scott Hensley. He's the editor of the Wall Street Journal's health blog. The blog offers news and analysis on health and the business of health every day, if not every hour on the hour. An editor in the paper's New York Health and Science Bureau, Mr. Hensley joined the journal in 2000 and covered health care in the pharmaceutical industry for seven years. He also wrote Follow the Money, an online column that looked at the healthcare industry. Our listeners may be very familiar with this story about Pfizer, Inc.'s failed attempt to develop an anti-aging pill that was part of a series on soaring drug prices that won a New York Press Club Award for business coverage in 2003. Scott Hensley, welcome to ReachMD XM157. Thanks, Bruce. It's great to be here. Well, this is really a great topic because I know in the world of journalism, it's, it's all about the blog and everybody's creating blogs. But in healthcare, if you could just tell us how the health blog at the journal started and where it's going, because I know it is very popular and quite frankly, it's the envy of a lot of news and medical blogs out there, not only in journalism, but in the healthcare field. Well, that's nice to hear. I never get tired of that. I'm sometimes in the daily fray wondering myself how it goes over, but we're encouraged by the traffic and also by the comments that we get from our readers. And I would say, on the whole, it's a pretty diverse group and a very intelligent group, including a lot of physicians, which is one of the reasons I thought it would be great to talk with you today. Your question about how we got started with this, the blog's been up about since March of 2007. And I think we here at the Journal realized that people were interested in getting information in new ways. We've had a pretty active and well-read website for years, mostly by subscription, WSJ.com. And the blogs, of which there are many at the Journal, including the health blog, are free. That's something people should know because I think a lot of people still think Wall Street Journal Online means you have to pay for it. In the case of the blog, that's not true. So we saw the health blog as another channel for reaching readers with relevant, timely information about healthcare, and we wanted to do it in a Wall Street Journal way, which means that we have journalistic standards, we do reporting, we try and get comment from people, and we also pay attention to what the commenters are saying and make sure that that's up to snuff. The thing that I've seen, and I think is probably the biggest change versus writing for print or even versus the online column that I used to write is that part of what makes a blog a blog is the active discussion that happens. Often I feel like we're having a cocktail party where we sort of set the conversation by writing something in our post and then it's off to the races for our readers to take the conversation further. The best posts live on for a long time with people debating policy issues or clinical issues or things that are happening in the business sector. That's the thing to me that has really made it rewarding. Well, and it does really draw in some people. I mean, I've looked at a lot of blogs, and I notice people, our listeners, uh, medical professionals, anybody who might be listening out there, they think of the Wall Street Journal, and they think business, and they think heavy on finance and so forth. But the blog, not only does it draw, it certainly does get into the financial industry of pharmaceuticals and hospitals and so forth, 
but you're drawing readers from a very diverse spectrum. So could you tell us a little bit about that? And maybe if, if you've even been surprised by that, because I've gone on to your blog and, and some others in the industry, and you just never know where the comments are going to come in from. And I don't know if they necessarily are all coming from the industry. I mean, is it a pretty mixed bag? It is. One of the things that has been a pleasant surprise for us is the diversity of the commenters. We don't require people to register and we have to rely on what they tell us about themselves. For the most part, I think what they choose to disclose in their comments seems to ring true. And actually, the, the crowd of commenters often calls people out on it if they're suspicious about how somebody may have represented themselves. But it's interesting. We have a lot of doctors who come to the blog. Of the people who come, the doctors are the most likely to say who they are, what their credentials are, how long they've practiced, in the kind of, you should listen to me because I know what I'm talking about. And some of the most lively conversations that we've had on the blog have been where we've had different camps that don't always talk to each other straight out, have found a way to do that online. And I'm thinking about some of the posts that we've had about drug reps. And is it worth it for a doctor to see drug reps? Different posts about what should doctors be allowed to take or not take from industry. And there are a lot of blogs that hit on those issues, but I'm not aware of other places where there is such a mix of clinically oriented people, physicians, nurses, pharmacists, and people within the industry, both defending their positions or arguing about how they think things should shake out. We also get consumers. So on topics of clinical interest, we may have a dialogue that comes about from physicians who are working in an area and people, patients who are wondering, well, what should I do or what does this mean? And I really enjoy that mix. And I think that's part of what brings people back to the blog too, is the chance to have those kinds of conversations as well as get news and information in an easily digestible way. I, I have to say that, you know, we want to write the blog in a way that's economical for readers so that you can come and get an overview of what's happening that day in healthcare and feel like you're up on things and that it shouldn't be like homework. It should be something where we take it seriously, but we don't always take ourselves too seriously. We want to have a lot, uh, some fun where we can, and I think that's part of the mix. Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Scott Hensley of the Wall Street Journal. He's the editor of the Wall Street Journal's health blog. And we're talking about this new phenomenon in journalism. And the health blog is very well read. And we've just been talking about the kind of people that are coming to the health blog. And it's very interesting, Scott, because when you talk about, you know, the economic realities and about how being economical for the reader and that they come to the blog because maybe they don't have a lot of time, but they will come there and they will basically find out what will be going on in the world of healthcare that day. I find that very fascinating because physicians, let's face it, that's one of their biggest complaints is that they don't have a lot of time. Could you tell us how many hits or page views do you get? And also, what is the percent of physicians that might be listening in? We don't release the figures for the traffic, but I can say that it's growing smartly and it's a among the top tier of blogs here at the Wall Street Journal, of which there are about 20. So things are moving along pretty well. 
but there are thousands or tens of thousands. I mean, you can you can go on the hits. I mean, I seem to recall, you know, blogs we have at the Tribune, or if you go online, just in comment. How about comments? I mean, comments are pretty easy. Since we started, which I mentioned was in March of last year, we've posted 2,500 times. And on those posts, we've gathered uh, almost 29,000 comments. So we're averaging more than 10 comments a post. It's lumpy. It's not an even distribution. There are some hot topics like some of the things that might be interested to listeners to the show today are the debates about what's the future of primary care. Within the specialties, a sort of related discussion topic has been the pressure on general surgery, which among some specialties is starting to look like primary care, some of our commenters say. So those are topics where when we write about them, we tend to get a a lot of comments per post. I wrote a post earlier this week about a physician in New York named Jay Parkinson who's trying to do kind of an online virtual practice. He doesn't have an office and uses the internet and instant messaging and other kinds of tools to connect with his patients and then does mostly house calls uh, to treat them and see them. And he's looking to supplement that with an office, but also to take a a concept nationally franchising this, uh, something called Hello Health. And he's almost a cult figure in some circles. And the last time I checked, I think we had 40 or 50 comments on an interview that I did with him. And we posted in, in long form, kind of explaining what he's up to lately. We had first interviewed him last fall and found out that people were interested in them. So it's pretty lively and growing. And I think one of the things that we try to do to get back to one of your questions about how we sort of put together the blog is we look to post about eight to 10 times a day, and we try hard to have about eight, uh, three posts, excuse me, up by around nine o'clock, figuring that people get busy and let's try and catch them before they get sucked into meetings or seeing patients. I have noticed that a lot of our doctor comments come in off hours, which makes sense. We get comments early in the morning or on the weekends or at night from a lot of physicians who I think check us out when they're not busy in the clinic or dealing with the healthcare system. And when you think about, you're just throwing the figures out about 29,000 comments on 2,500 posts. I mean, if a newspaper reporter wrote a story and got what figures to be 10, almost 10 letters to the editor on one story, that would be almost incredible. It'd be a lot, yeah. And, you know, my own experience writing for the journal, you know, having a front page story, you wouldn't necessarily get that many comments from readers, even on your email address. And the comments on a thread that's active can start off talking about, you know, what we've written, but often it really becomes a conversation back and forth about what the people, the knowledgeable people in our audience think is important. And to me, that's terrific. I mean, the group that comes and reads us knows more about healthcare than any one of us here at the paper. We try hard to learn about things and communicate them in a smart, intelligent way, but there's a world of expertise out there. And part of what makes it fun is I think we're giving people a chance to express their opinions and uh, what they know about in a way that uh, other people can take part in. And then if you think about it also, the people coming to the website are experts. So in a way, you're getting not only a health news blog and all the information of the day or the hour that Wall Street Journal pharmaceutical story would, but you're also getting a little bit of the chat room, maybe what Sermo offers or some of these other things. I think that's right. And they keep us honest too. We have a pretty vigilant group. And if we make a mistake or we leave something out, people call us on it and we correct things. If we're wrong, we will acknowledge that and make a formal correction to the post. Often it's gratifying to see that 
you know, as you're trying to write something, again, economically and not waste people's time, there's always something where you think, geez, if I had a little bit more space or, you know, if I could go a little longer, I might put this little factoid in. And I think almost every time that we have that thought, somebody comes to the rescue in the comment thread and says, oh, by the way, people might be interested to know X, Y, or Z. And to me, that's really another part of the fun. You do feel like there is a community of people here who are all interested in similar things. And with their knowledge, you can really have a much more informed and extensive take on a given topic. Well, with that, I would like to thank an old friend, Scott Hensley, who's been our guest. He's the editor of the Wall Street Journal's health blog. And you can go to that at blogs.wsj.com health. And you will find the latest of healthcare information and perhaps a conversation you would have with a medical colleague. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune. To listen to our on-demand library, visit us at reachmd.com, register with promo code radio, and receive six months free streaming for your home or office. If you have comments or suggestions, call us at 888-MD-XM-157. Thank you today for listening.